Welcome to Minnesota Matters. I'm Scott Peterson, and I'm joined by MNN's Bill Werner, Tasha Radel, and Mike Grimm. We're going to delve into what's going on in the North Star State. If it matters in Minnesota, we've got it covered. This week, Tasha Radel talks with an expert on the importance of radon testing. Mike Grimm sits down with Gopher football coach Tracy Clays for a preview of the upcoming season, and I chat with the Beach Boys' Mike Love ahead of the band's visit here next week. But first, of course, almost everyone this week has either been absorbed with or trying to avoid the Democratic National Convention. MNN's Bill Werner and colleagues in Philadelphia dug up some Minnesota angles. Please welcome United States Senator Al Franken from Minnesota. Hi, everybody. Hi. <laughs> I'm Al Franken, Minnesotan. Senator and world-renowned expert on right-wing megalomaniacs. So I got my doctorate in megalomania studies from Trump University. Sure, I had to empty out my 401k and take a reverse mortgage on my house to pay tuition, but Mr. Trump, or rather some people who said they'd once met him, convinced me that it was worth it. And frankly, as a proud alum of Trump U, I think we may be misunderestimating Donald Trump. But the start of the Democratic National Convention was anything but funny for many, as WikiLeaks posted emails that appeared to show party officials trying to tip the scales against Bernie Sanders, raising the specter of a blow-up to rival Cruz v. Trump the week before in Cleveland. DNC Chair Debbie Wasserman Schultz resigned. Vice Chair and former Minneapolis Mayor R.T. Ryback did damage control. We are political people and we make choices and it's easy to get involved in a campaign and it's hard to be neutral, but that's the job of the party. We betrayed your trust and on behalf of all of the vice chairs, I want to say we're sorry. And finally, the roll call of the states. Minnesota! Minnesota! You have 93 votes. How do you cast your votes? 47 votes for Bernie Sanders! And, and Madam Secretary, the great state of Minnesota cast 42 votes for the next President of the United States, Hillary Clinton! I think it's amazing. I'm so, like, I'm so blessed that I could be here and I'm so excited for her. In our country. What kind of message does it send to uh, not only young women but all Americans? I think it's a new, like, we're breaking the glass ceiling on having a woman president, and I think 
it'll be she'll be a great uh, role model for all young women and women all over the country and world. That's Delegate Katrina Culler from Burnsville, who's a student at Apple Valley High School. Sanders supporter John Benson, the former state representative from Minnetonka, said he was now resigned to having Hillary Clinton as his party's presidential nominee. We're going to unite and we're going to support her and we're going to carry the state of Minnesota strongly for the Democratic ticket. And when the roll call reached Vermont, a key gesture by Hillary Clinton's former opponent. I move that Hillary Clinton be selected as the nominee of the Democratic Party for President of the United States. So we asked Republican Party of Minnesota Chairman Keith Downey about the overall appearance of the two conventions. Democrats this week, when Bernie Sanders bowed to apparently the inevitable, and the week before, Republicans, when Donald Trump said he did not need or want Ted Cruz's support after the senator from Texas refused to endorse him. That pledge was not a blanket commitment that if you go and slander and attack Heidi, that I'm going to nonetheless come like a servile puppy dog and say thank you very much for maligning my wife and maligning my father. So, Mr. Chairman, what about appearances? You know, it's a great show uh, that the Democrats are putting on. And you realize that it's been kind of a rigged show all along. Uh, Debbie Wasserman Schultz and the Democrat National Committee had this thing rigged uh, for Hillary from the very beginning. Uh, they were working on her behalf. You see the uh, kind of the crass um, uh, uh, kind of marketing outreach to minorities and other key constituencies um, that Democrats supposedly care about. And you realize that they're really just treating them as the voter blocks that they're that they're trying to recruit. And so they can put on a superficial display of uh, support from the podium, uh, but it's going to ring pretty hollow when everybody realizes how rigged this whole thing uh, has been from the very beginning. Okay, fair enough, Mr. Chairman, but I want to ask you, what about the statesmanship of Donald Trump and Ted Cruz versus that of Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders? You know, politics is a, is a tough business, and uh, one thing Republicans have always said is we we really wish we had that street fighter in our corner. Um, it's been since Reagan where we had somebody who really went out and, and fought hard and strong and, and verbalized our opinions and didn't back down. Um, and so here we sit with a candidate who probably doesn't uh, maybe fit the mold of what a traditional Republican might look like, regardless of what somebody says about the style points or the uh, the, the personal um style of the candidate. Uh, you know what? He's articulating a really strong vision for American security, for American safety at home, uh, and for a growing economy that benefits everyone. Uh, so I think we got a really strong advocate for Republican principles in general. Uh, it's not who a lot of people would have chosen here in Minnesota as their first choice, uh, but get behind those Republican principles of uh, safety abroad, safety at home, and a stronger economy. Uh, and I think we can find a lot of reasons to come together, irrespective of the candidate. That's Minnesota GOP Chairman Keith Downey. And so, Scott, they're off with their eyes, of course, on the finish line, November 8th. Minnesota Matters returns after this. So you see, son, good manners are very, very important. Someday, many years from now, when you're a grown-up, you'll be a man. And when you are, you should be a gentleman. Do you want me to go through it one more time? Yes. Yes, please. 
Yes, please. Exactly. Always say please, thank you, you're welcome, and excuse me. Sit up straight, hold doors open for ladies. If a door's shut, then knock first. Don't burp, don't swear, don't speak with a mouthful, don't reach across people's plates, keep your elbows off the table. What table? And don't interrupt. While we're at it, don't stare, don't use foul language, don't call people names, but do remember people's names. Always share your toys, play nice, and cover your mouth when you cough or sneeze. On the bus, give up your seat to anyone who has trouble standing. Bottom line, treat others the way you'd like to be treated. Got it? Got it. And stop picking your nose. Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. But spending just two minutes twice a day making sure they brush their teeth is easier and could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. For fun two-minute videos to watch while brushing, visit 2min2x.org. That's 2min2x.org. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. Welcome back to Minnesota Matters. All Minnesotans are being encouraged to test their homes for radon. MNN's Tasha Radel explains it could save your life. That's right, Scott. Radon is the leading cause of lung cancer among non-smokers. Each year across the U.S., thousands of people die from lung cancer traced back to radon. Joining me now is Dan Tranter with the Minnesota Department of Health. Dan, I understand about two in five Minnesota homes have dangerous levels of radon. Now, this really seems alarming to me. Unfortunately, Minnesota has high levels of radon. We see high levels of radon across the state. There are some differences across the state, but we do see problem levels of radon in every zip code, in every county. And because it causes lung cancer, it's a very significant uh, public health concern. And we as the Minnesota Department of Health want to encourage everyone to test their homes. People can test other buildings, too, if they like, including offices and other buildings. And once they've tested, they can find out if they have high levels and uh, from there, they might want to do a second test uh, to confer- confirm the initial test. If the levels are elevated, uh, they can hire a certified radon mitigation professional. This is a person that can install a radon reduction system to lower the radon levels in their home. Is there any region of the state that tends to see higher radon levels? Yeah, when you look at the state of Minnesota, the southern um, third, the western third, has higher levels. We see that consistently that those parts of the state do have higher radon levels. In the southern and western regions, we do see about 50 to 75 percent of homes have elevated radon, which is very significant. In the north central and northeast region, we still do see a lot of homes with elevated radon, but it's more like uh, 20 to 40 percent. But whether you live in northeast Minnesota and have a 20 percent chance, or you live in southern Minnesota and you have a 70% chance, those are high probabilities regardless. So we don't really use that data to advise individual homeowners. That data is really used mostly to advise county health departments, housing agencies, nonprofits. So they have that data to use in policymaking and programming purposes. Uh, we do want the general public to look at the maps and the radon data to stimulate their interest, engage them, to get them to think about radon. But ultimately, we want every homeowner to test their home, regardless of where, where they live. Now, what makes detecting radon uh, so tricky? We cannot see or smell or taste radon. It is invisible to us. Uh, we have to test our homes to know if we have a radon problem. That's the only way to know. It is a, a type of radiation. It causes damage to our lungs when we breathe it in. There are radioactive particles that are released from radon, and its daughter decay products are called. This radiation can damage our lungs. It 
can damage the DNA in our lung tissue. It can cause other types of damage, and that damage can lead to mutations, a tumor development. In some cases, that can lead to lung cancer. There's a very significant lung carcinogen, second only to smoking. It's estimated by the U.S. EPA to cause 21,000 lung cancer deaths per year. Those numbers may be a little low, actually, because our population has grown. Here in Minnesota, we estimate, and the EPA estimates, approximately 600 lung cancer deaths per year are caused by radon exposure. These are very significant uh, figures, and we're very concerned about the public's exposure. As I said earlier, we have some of the highest levels in the country here in Minnesota of radon, uh, which is why we really want people to, to learn about it. The new data portal will help people to learn about radon, which we hope leads to more testing and also helps county staff, county officials to evaluate radon in their region to consider doing uh, education outreach and policy work. And let's go back to the testing for a second. Um, I, I'm, from what I understand, the testing is, is pretty easy and inexpensive. It is. It is easy to test our homes. Uh, there are do-it-yourself test kits people can obtain. Uh, these can be obtained online through online laboratories for about $10 a piece. And people can find those laboratories through our website at the Minnesota Department of Health Radon Program. Another option is to go to the county health department. Uh, sometimes our county health departments have radon test kits, especially during the heating season. So you might consider doing another story and calling me back perhaps in like November uh, because we do a lot of promotion in the heating season as well to encourage people to test again or to test for the first time. So our counties have test kits from time to time. Um, our hardware stores also sell test kits. So there's a lot of different ways people can get test kits. Thanks again to my guest, Dan Tranter, with the State Department of Health. For more information on radon, you can head to the Department of Health's website and go to their radon data portal. That web address is health.state.mn.us. Back to you, Scott. Thank you, Tasha. More Minnesota Matters after this. Last night, we put on an epic light show. Yeah, we did. The crowd loved us. We love the crowd. Wait, but there were only four people out there. Yeah, but did you see their four faces? All eight of their eyes lit up brighter than ours. <sighs> and we're fireflies. Yeah, we are. Hey, that one girl, she looked like she'd never seen glow in the dark like this before. And we invented glow in the dark. Yeah, we invented it. And we're going to be out here every night rocking out our light show at a forest near you. Woohoo! So come check us out. Check us out. And bring your kid all ages show. Oh, but uh, don't bring any of those glass jars because they make us kind of nervous. Yeah, and I'm super claustrophobic. Whether you're rocking their world or they're rocking yours, some memories never fade. Come alive with the forest. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a forest near you and discover other cool things to do when you go, like fishing, biking, or even camping. Visit discovertheforest.org. See you later. Yeah, see you soon. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. You, my friend, have connections in the government. Yes, you. USA.gov, the official source for government information on thousands of topics. And like any good connection, there's no telling where it can take you. Why, one day you're getting student loan information. Next thing you know, you need job hunting tips. Today's road construction info could have you searching for telecommuting ideas tomorrow. The more you use USA.gov, the more uses you'll find for it. Passport applications, for example. 
they've been known to lead to a sudden interest in travel advisories. Our new mobile apps will even update you on the go. So whether you have information to get or ideas to give your government, check out USA.gov. Who knows? Lottery results today could lead to retirement planning tomorrow. USA.gov. With the right connections, there's no telling where you can go. Welcome back to Minnesota Matters. The Big Ten football media days were held earlier this week in Chicago, and that means University of Minnesota head coach Tracy Clays was among those who took part. MNN Sports Director Mike Grimm is also the radio voice of the Golden Gophers, and he sat down with the coach in the Windy City earlier this week. Scott Tracy Clays is excited to start his first full season as head coach. I think our kids have worked extremely hard, and, and uh, as I said before, I think it's our best team that we've had since we've been here to this point, and, and uh, they, they deserve a little credit and a little recognition uh, here before the season start. And at the same time, we all know that we'll be judged how the season goes. You know, you take it one day at a time and, and do the best you can, but, uh, you know, I'm excited to, to, to sell the University of Minnesota, and and, uh, and then at the same time, it's pretty interesting. You know, you get the range of questions you get, or I'm going to have to, you know, I called Coach Gill, and I spent a little time with him on the phone telling him to explain some things, and there's a couple things he didn't tell me about, and so uh, I can't wait to talk to him again because a couple of things you do is some interesting questions. Yeah, for sure, no doubt. Um, when you give the message, what, what, what general message do you want to send here to, to the country? Well, I mean, the main thing is we're not starting over. You know, is that uh, we've got five years invested in this with Coach Kill, and and uh, uh, you know we feel like uh, you know that two years ago as we we hang on to the lead in the second half of Wisconsin, we we go play Ohio State for the Big Ten championship, and and, and so we're close, and and uh, and uh, I do think that we're to the point that. Uh, that when you get to the end of November each year, that we're all going to be disappointed if we're not still in the chase to go to Indianapolis. And then eventually you, you got to step up and take advantage of that opportunity, you know, and nobody does it every year and, and that, but, uh, you know, we, we do feel good about our kids. I, our kids have done more things together this summer also on their own from paintball to laser games to they went up on the lakes and went fishing. So I, I think it's a really close football team and, and they were all dissatisfied with a year ago. And and uh, even though they had to go through some tremendous obstacles, and, and so they weren't happy with it. And, and the good thing is, is they put in the work to to try to eliminate that from happening again and, and, and give us a chance to, to play for the Big Ten Championship. I'm probably going to get you fired up here a little bit, but I don't know if you've, the Cleveland newspaper does a poll of all the writers around the Big Ten and ranks the teams and all of that. They've picked you fifth in the West, five wins. Does that get you fired up a little bit to think that that's what people might think? You know, it's, it's a little bit, maybe that I'm a little surprised by it a little bit, but at the same time is that I've got awfully good at uh, – at a, of uh, don't worry about things I don't control, and that's absolutely something I have no control over. And number two, I've been around here all day, and I haven't seen any trophy presentations for for preseason yet, or for the Big Ten champion for for 2016. And so uh, it still all comes down to game day. And and you know, Mike, for us to change that, we we've got to get there. You know, is that uh, we can complain about all we want where we're being picked, but uh, until we step up and 
and get to the championship game there in, in Indianapolis. And that is that uh, that's how you change those things, not by complaining about where you're picked and that. And so, uh, but it'll be a great challenge. And I'm sure our kids know about that. I hadn't heard about that yet. And, and so, uh, but, but I do feel like if we show up and, and do our best each game day that we get there at the end of November, we're going to have a chance to go to Indianapolis. Practice starts next week. First game is really a month or so away, September 1st. If you would write down one or two things you want to see happen in this fall camp so that you know on that Thursday night you guys are ready to go, is there, is there one, two, or three things you want to see happen here in the next month? Yeah, you know, I, one thing is we have to get better on defense on third and longs. Is, uh, we've had some opportunities to get off the field and haven't done that. Whether that's because of a blown coverage or because we're not getting pressure on the quarterback is irregardless. We, we have to play better in those situations. And, and so that's one thing that we'll spend a lot of time on in fall camp. And, and then on offense, if we just eliminate the native yardage plays, we, we went back and, you know, first downs, you just getting native yardage plays on first downs puts you in a hole right away and it doesn't give you a chance. And so, you know, if we can be productive on first and second down and on offense, I think we have the kids who can make some plays and, and make some things happen. Should be fun. Thank you. Looking forward to it. It'd be a lot of fun. That's Minnesota coach Tracy Clays on Minnesota Matters. Scott? Thank you, Mike. More Minnesota Matters after this. You wanted to see me? Yes, please. Have a seat. So here's the thing. When this company brought you on, we took a chance on you. You didn't have that four-year college degree we typically look for. Right. But we gave you a shot anyway. And since then, you've worked incredibly hard and given it your all. Thanks. You've been an important asset to the team. But I don't think you can be an intern here anymore. We want to hire you. You're, you're serious? Absolutely. Find your next great employee. Introduce yourself to the grads of life. Who are they? Talent worth knowing about. Young adults of unique determination and experience. An ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or even mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. I won't let you down. I know. Don't miss out on a resource many innovative companies have already discovered. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. Welcome back to Minnesota Matters. I'm Scott Peterson. The Beach Boys' Mike Love has always kept busy, and this summer is no different. Love is on the road touring the country and singing the hits he's helped make famous over the last half century, and the tour brings him to Minnesota this week. Love is also releasing an autobiography this fall that he says will set the record straight and tell his side of the Beach Boys' story. I recently chatted with Mike about the book, the misconceptions, the harmonies, the hits, and much more. I think just being able to to be able to do our music we did 172 performances last year and just to be able to to do our music and have it appreciated by multiple generations is is a blessing i mean i can't remember a time in my life when there was not music that's because even before i was born the previous generation, all they had was music. They're very poor, the, the Wilson family, and the Loves, too. My grandpa Love came from uh, rural Louisiana, very poor. My grandmother, Wilson, um, eight kids, <laughs> came to California. They didn't have any money. It was Dust Bowl time. And, 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 and then later on, the Depression. 
it was it was tough. I mean, they lived on the beach in tents for the, the for the first few months when they got to California. So, you know, we come from very humble origins. And in fact, a lot of that is in the book I'm working on, uh, which, which is the release date is September 13th. It's called Good Vibrations, My Life as a Beach Boy. But it goes into the origins of the Beach Boys. That you know, so the point being that music has always been a source of harmony and happiness and 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 joy in the midst of poverty, diversity, you name it. So that, to me, you know, it's a blessing that we can still continue to carry on that family tradition of music. And, and, and what we get from it is amazing because people really do love what, we did, what we've done all these years. And I'm glad you mentioned the autobiography. I've been reading about it. A lot of the stuff that I've read, you have said that you really just kind of wanted to get your version of the story out there. You've often yeah. been painted as the villain in the Beach Boys story in various places, even though you've clearly contributed to the band's success in many ways over the years. I assume that's something you address in the book, but what do you say to those who characterize you as the bad guy in the story? Well, you know, um, that's something to read about, I guess. <laughs> I, I, you know, they don't know. A lot of people don't know the truth of what hap- what happened and how it happened. And that's, you know, for years uh, I know what I've done and what I've contributed. I'm no, I'm. For instance, I'm the only person who ever ne- never quit the group. Uh, for 55 years, I've been singing those songs that that that, that are so well known and stuff like that. And I co-wrote with my cousin Brian, but. You know, I, there are some schisms in the group. Some, some of it was over lifestyle choices. Uh, some chose to do, you know, all kinds of drugs. I mean, just about anything you can think of. And and then there's those those of us who did not. And and so that was one kind of schism. But that that's all dealt with in the book. Uh, Good vibrations. My life as a beach boy. My Mike Love. Uh, due out September 13th. So, yeah. But that, you know. The, the real story of the Beach Boys is the beauty of the music and what it's meant to so many people. You've written a lot of lyrics for some of the Beach Boys' most iconic hits. Is there a particular set of lyrics or a song in particular that you're most proud of? For its time, Good Vibrations was both unique, highly unique, and, and successful. It wasn't derivative. Like, so many songs are derivative, and and they're all great and everything, but nothing wrong with derivative, but... But, you know, if you listen to Good Vibrations, it's so unique musically. I, I love the colorful clothes she wears And the way the sunlight plays upon her head And I came up with the, I'm picking up Good Vibrations, she's giving me the excitations, and I wrote all the words uh, that were on the hit single, and so... Um, that I would have to say, because it's unique, because it's creative, and because it was successful, you know, really successful. As a matter of fact, in 1966, we were voted the number one group in Great Britain. Number two being the Beatles, and I think three was the Walker Brothers, and four was the Stones. So anyway, that song really, uh, really was powerful. It still is. It's it's it was avant-garde then and but now you know it's just it's just something that uh, to be very proud of of course 22 years after that we had Kokomo which is our largest selling single Bermuda, 
And that is one of the biggest sing-alongs in our show. That along with Help Me, Rhonda. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a lot to be thankful for. But, but Good Vibrations, I would, I would have to say, is, 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 is one of the, the better ones, I think. Pet Sounds is turning 50 this year, and I've heard the, uh, mm-hmm. the stacks of vocal tracks that are part of the box set there, and it, they're just mm. so stunningly beautiful on their own. What do they evoke for you, or what do you feel when you hear those just isolated vocal tracks? Well, if uh, I'm glad you listened to them, and I think you can probably say to any listener that if we're one to be able to hear those, the vocals of the Beach Boys have always distinguished us from other groups. There's other great groups, and 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 you know, not knocking any of them. That's for sure. I love love all kinds of music. But the vocals on Pet Sounds album were, I mean, we slaved over those things to make them perfect. And as perfect as, perfect as humanly possible, I think those those vocals that are featured uh, are are incredible to listen to, you know. And and it it came at a cost. I mean, we came back from Japan uh, touring, and, and and Brian had done all these great tracks, and got in the studio, and uh, you know, we must have done maybe close to thirty takes on one section of Wouldn't It Be Nice. You know? wow. But we wanted perfection, and we, when we, uh, and I, I, in a lot of cases, sing the bass parts, uh, and I love doing that. Although I'm known for the, the leads on many of the hit songs, I love doing the bass parts uh, as well, and creating those, those, the resonance and those harmonies and the blend that is unique to the Beach Boys. Mike, you've been very generous with your time, and I appreciate the opportunity to chat with you. We'll be looking forward to seeing you here in Minnesota in August. Thank you. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. That's going to do it for this week. Thanks again for listening, and please tune in again next week for Minnesota Matters on this MNN station.